Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Halfway through our first show of the work week, we cram it all in as usual. And then generally, as we round into a Monday, whoo! Get through the Monday, which will have not just a football game, but also a winner go home game five in the American League Division Series between the Guardians and the Yankees. Then we start to feel the heart rate come down. And by we, I mean me, because that's how I operate on Sundays. Lots of adrenaline, lots of rapid heartbeats. (laughs) But I do enjoy it. I love the fact that this NFL season, once again, keeping us guessing. And honestly, other than, yeah, the Bills being a really good team and the Niners having a pretty strong defense, though not on display on Sunday, uh, lots of people were looking at the Eagles as a team that could build on last year when they were a wild card out of the NFC. But what else is going, quote-unquote, according to plan? Not a whole lot. The Jets... Yep. The Cowboys without Dak Prescott, Sunday night notwithstanding. The NFC West being completely and utterly mediocre. The Buccaneers unable to score. The Packers no better. What in the Sam Hill is going on with the Green Bay offense? How about stop abandoning the run? It feels like it's so simple. But I say last hour about keep it simple, stupid. And no, I wasn't addressing anyone particularly as stupid. But I feel like it's so obvious that when they run the ball, they succeed. Now, this is coming from someone who has Aaron Rodgers as her fantasy football quarterback. And oh, let me just tell you, that's a bad play. Bad play. I'm a little afraid to get rid of them. Or rid of him, excuse me. There are others, so I guess I should say them. I'm a little afraid to get rid of the guys on my roster who are stinking up the joint. Because as the second I do, of course, they're going to start killing it. But that's the thing with the Packers. Honestly, isn't that the exact same sensation for Green Bay fans? You keep wondering, when are they going to kick into high gear? When is Aaron Rodgers going to start connecting on some of these throws? Actually, it's... A little bit overdramatic when somebody wrote to me on Sunday and said, Aaron's, Aaron Rodgers looks like he's done. <laughs> no, he doesn't. But why in the world do they refuse to stick to the run first? I know the Jets have a strong defense, and Quinn and Williams is going to give Aaron Rodgers nightmares. So we'll talk about the Packers and Jets this hour to be sure. But boy, it's like banging your head against the wall. So all that to say, not a whole lot of these first six weeks have gone according to plan or prototype or expectation. 
And that's exactly how I like it, even though it does keep me guessing. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. Now, we've talked about some of these teams, not all of these teams. We're going to get to all of them, though, I promise. But at this point, you should know what you're voting about. Which team, we try not to hone in on individuals, but which team should be the most mortified on this Monday Hashtag Mortification Monday. Sometimes I like to amend it, though, and add Miserable and Mortification Monday or a Miserable Mortification Monday because alliteration makes me happy because I'm a nerd. We've talked about the Arizona Cardinals, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and actually all four teams in our poll right now, and feel free to write in votes. Excuse me, I don't know why I have a hiccup. All four teams... Major question marks offensively. Where did that Dodgers offense go? The offense that propelled them to 111 wins. That covered up for some of the deficiencies of their pitching staff. What happened to the offense? Yes, the Padres pitching, but it's not that simple. It really isn't. It's not like they hadn't seen the Padres pitching before. Yet another element when it comes to postseason when it comes to rivalries, when it comes to familiarity, analytics just can't measure it all. So the Dodgers, the Packers, the Cardinals, the Buccaneers, all missing in action on Monday. (laughs) All missing offenses. And for that reason, they are miserable and mortified. I have way too much fun with this. So find the poll on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, or on my Twitter, A-Law Radio. The same time you're sending us your responses for good, bad, and ugly. Lots of you, actually, on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. That makes sense. People tell me that Facebook is only for old people, and yet I've got friends who are half my age, friends or those who are related to me, or... Young women that I mentor that love Facebook. So I don't know. You all love Facebook. We get a ton more traffic on Facebook than we do on Twitter, believe it or not. And so we try to use both. No, I'm not starting an Instagram account or TikTok. I'm not as cool as Peyton Manning. I'm I'm done with social media sites. This is all I can manage. I, I heard this. It's actually a legit stat from a poll that was done of a, thousands of Americans that people spend more than two hours a day on social media alone. So not internet, but social media alone. Think, And, and that's obviously the average. So think about the number of hours that we waste. <laughs> that's the first thing that's going when I retire. When I get old and retire, or I just don't want to talk about football anymore. I don't know when that's happening, but social media will be the first thing I get rid of. It's a lot of hours. I could be sleeping could be sleeping instead of spending two-plus hours a day on social media. Just made my first TikTok. No, 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 no. Stop trying to influence me, Peyton Manning. Although I am looking forward to Monday Night Mannings. Maybe you'll provide some entertainment where the Broncos offense cannot. So Packers, Dodgers, Cardinals, Buccaneers, your four choices for mortified on a Monday. Miserable and mortified on a Monday. You can take that poll on either our Twitter or Facebook page. So I promised we'd get to the rest of the AFC North, and we are.
was, I don't want to say misery because that's not really fair across the board in the AFC North. And the Steelers actually come away with a win. Even though Kenny Pickett is now in concussion protocol, they get the victory. And it's a big deal for them. For this team, you take any win and you run for the hills. The Bengals, a bunch of the Bengals, especially on offense, they enjoy being in Louisiana. So there's a positive there. But for the Browns and the Ravens, it's the opposite. I know that Deshaun Watson's back in the building. There was some talk about him last week. Another civil lawsuit filed against him. Still, December is a few weeks away. (laughs) We're not rushing to Christmas. We're not rushing to mid-December. The Browns do not have a quick fix coming anytime soon. So we'll get to the Browns and the Patriots. But a feature game, actually it was in our poll for after hours game of the week. Just because I felt like there were some really interesting storylines here. The Ravens at the Giants. People keep asking me, when did the Giants come back to earth? Are they a fluke? Nah, you are what your record says you are. In this one, the Ravens are up 10-7 at the break. Kenyon Drake, 30-yard touchdown run. Man, he was running roughshod. First with Baltimore. Remember, he's hopped around a bunch of different teams. His first score with the Ravens. And once again, Baltimore's able to build on that and has a double-figure lead early in the fourth quarter. Up 20-10 to after Mark Andrews gets into the end zone with a 12-yard touchdown grab. This drive actually was a real good mix for the Ravens. They look to be in a good rhythm. A mix between the run and the pass. Lamar scampers for 25 yards. He's so hard to corral. Up 20 to 10, early fourth quarter. But by now, doesn't that send purple flashing lights going off in the brains of Ravens fans? Because this is the danger zone. This is not where you want your Ravens to be, sadly enough. Up double figures in the fourth quarter. Jones in a shotgun set, Barkley to his right. Jones pumps his right leg. Takes the snap, back to throw, fires it left, completes it to Robinson, in for the touchdown! A little speed out for the rookie from Kentucky. His first NFL touchdown, and the Giants are on the board with 3.31 to go. Jones takes the snap, play fake to Barkley. Rolls left, fires left, into the end zone, touchdown Bellinger! Second touchdown pass of the game for Jones, and with 6.01 to go, it's Ravens 20, Giants 16. So after getting down by 10 points, the Giants answer with that 75-yard drive. It includes four first downs. Daniel Jones looked comfortable. And Daniel Bellinger has the eight-yard touchdown grab. And this is where things start to go horribly wrong for the Ravens. On their next drive, Lamar fumbles. Now he's able to pick it up. Throws it directly to Julian Love. For an interception, gosh, it was one of those plays you could see coming. It was just broken from the beginning. Fumbles it, picks it up, throws an interception. Oy. Talk about compounding the problem. And so once again, New York has the ball, and the Ravens are standing on the sideline watching it happen. So the ball placed at the one. First and goal, Giants, trailing by three. Barkley in a one-back set. Jones over center. 
Handoff, Barkley leaps for the end zone, touchdown Giants. And the Giants have the lead with 1.43 to go. Barkley's fourth rushing touchdown of the season. Nobody's left MetLife Stadium. <laughs> They're on their feet. Uh -uh. Second and 10 from the 25. Six DBs in for the Giants. Jackson in a shotgun set. Call signals. Takes the snap. He's back to throw. Under pressure. Hit by Thibodeau. Ball comes loose. And the Giants scramble for it. It's still loose. And finally recovered by the Giants. At the 12-yard line. Kayvon Thibodeau gets his first career sack in big fashion. Oh, man. It, somehow it just goes completely off the rails in the fourth quarter for the Ravens over and over again. And it's both. It's the defense who seemingly can't slow down their opponents, in this case, the Giants. Now, it certainly doesn't make it any easier for the defense when your quarterback is turning the ball over. After the interception on the Ravens' last chance, with about 90 seconds to go, Lamar fumbles it. A strip sack. And Kayvon Thibodeau, the rookie, with a big play. Defensive end, Oregon! <laughs> Man, he is athletic. He moves. The big body, but he moves. Bob Papa with the calls on Giants Radio. So it's hand in hand. It's not one side of the ball or the other. It's not you can blame the defense, you can blame the offense. No, it's total collapse. And you can see it on John Harbaugh's face. Third loss this season for the Ravens after being up double figures in the fourth quarter. Tough loss. Uh, credit to the Giants. Uh, for getting the job done at the end. And that's the biggest the biggest story for us is, you know, winning the game at the end of the game, making the plays that need to, need to be made and not making the errors that cost you an opportunity to win the games. We stopped ourselves a lot. A lot of missed opportunities out there, especially in the red zone. I feel like we should have put more points up, a little hiccups here and there. And we, we got to fix those because that's, that's making the difference in our game. Well, that's true. And the Ravens go one for three in the red zone, but the turnovers do not help. Two turnovers in the fourth quarter, that essentially squashes your opportunities and gives the shorter field most of the time to your opponent. It's just a double whammy when you turn the ball over like that. As for the Giants, people need to stop asking whether or not they are for real because Brian Dayball has clearly changed the culture. And as I was watching the fourth quarter, remember they were able to rally past the Packers in the second half in London going back to week number five. So good for them to be able to do this two weeks in a row. Now, you don't want to continue to fall into holes like this, so you have to come back. But two really solid wins in consecutive weeks is not something the Giants have been doing a lot of lately. It's amazing how drastically we can see strong, solid, confident leadership and coaching alter a franchise. And it can happen quickly. It doesn't always happen quickly, but the Giants do have a lot of talent. They've got some talented players. They've got some young, talented players. What they needed was a guy who could get them on the same page, offer leadership, offer solid coaching, and Brian Dable has done that. Good hard-fought win, 60-minute game. Uh, made a few more plays than they did, particularly in the end, and give credit to our players. They, they played for 60 minutes. Uh, they played the best one and counted the most. I mean, obviously, we gave up some plays there to Andrews in the run game a little bit, uh, tightened down up in the red zone. But, you know, when it counted the most, uh, the players and, and Wink dialed up a good 
you know, a couple good schemes and the players executed well in the fourth quarter. I think it's just a tough group. It's a, um, you know, we've got a competitive spirit, a competitive uh, stamina. It's something, you know, Dave's has preached since he's got, since he got here in the spring. And I think guys have uh, really taken to that. It's a tough, gritty group. You know, wasn't perfect again today. A lot of things we can clean up and do better, but uh, found a way to win down the stretch. We're five and one. I think that's certainly something that helps us build confidence, but when you look at the tape and, uh, you know, when you're playing in the, these games, you realize how much more we can do. We're not shocked that we find ways to win. I think we're, uh, we're confident in what we can do, and we're confident in our, in our toughness, our ability to compete and find ways to win down the stretch. Daniel Jones has a couple of touchdowns. He does have a fumble, but when you've got a healthy Saquon Barkley, it's so different for your offense. And it's hard, it's impossible, actually, to be able to split hairs enough that you know how much of the losing the last couple of years was about Barkley not being healthy. How much of the losing the last couple of years was about incomplete or insufficient coaching for Daniel Jones, about not putting your quarterback in the right positions, or how much of it was about him just making bonehead decisions and actually nearly threw an interception in the end zone, right? But it got, no, no, nearly threw an interception that Marcus Peters was going to take a, a good a way down the field, but it was actually called back on, uh, it was wiped out on DPI. So th- there was an interception there that got taken off the board. So he, his decision-making is not perfect all the time, but you can see the growth. So how much of that is due to Dayball? Well, he's going to get a lot of the credit, but it's impossible to know where the coaching ends and where the players taking responsibility and ownership begin. Just know that the Giants are very legit at five and one. Meanwhile, the Ravens fall to three and three. And Saquon Barkley, I, I want you to hear from him because he's a big reason why. He's full of confidence right now and has his fourth rushing touchdown. He just speaks, speaks to the character of the team and all the guys on the team. Um, you got guys out there, coaches, everyone out there fighting, coaching for each other. And um, when you have that mindset, uh, you could do special things. Nelson on our Facebook page, I didn't know the NFL cut the games back to three quarters because the Ravens only play that many quarters. <laughs> Gosh, That's on our good, bad, and ugly post. So I'm going to assume he means it's bad or ugly or both. We've got our Monday mortification poll live and ready for your votes. So on Twitter, after our CBS or on our Facebook page. And then, yeah, where did you see good, bad, and ugly? Actually, in the next couple of minutes, we'll give you a smattering of both as we continue through the AFC North. And honestly, that division, it's its like this every week, right? One week, it's two teams that get wins, and maybe you think they turned a corner, and then it's the other two teams the pretty. following week. No, it's de- there's not a whole lot that's pretty about the AFC North. I will give you that. It's, uh, it's a division in transition in a lot of ways, and maybe even ways that we didn't anticipate. Good morning to you if you're waking up on a Monday. I don't know how you do it. It's after hours. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. With Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Play clock is a 10. Snap and a give. Off the middle, run by Stevenson. A cut left out of a tackle. Gone to the 10. Gone to the 5. Gone to the end zone. Touchdown, Patriots. Zappi takes the snap. He looks right with a pump. He throws to the middle. Pass is caught. Touchdown, Patriots. And it is the first for Tyquan Thornton. Zappi with a play fake and a deep drop. Throws it near side wide open. Henry at the 15. To the 10. To the 5. Waltzing into the end zone. Touchdown, Patriots. Stevenson in the backfield. Here comes Thornton motioning to the right. Give to Stevenson. Runs up the middle. And he dives across the goal line. Touchdown, Patriots. Good team win and and, uh, big big week coming up here. But um, good coming to Cleveland and win. Got a lot of contributions from uh, everybody. You know, offense, defense, special teams. Um, Played some complimentary football where we were able to you know, make plays on defense or in the kicking game and then convert those on offense. So, um, you know, that was good. You know, players really competed hard. It's time to pull on the pads and hit somebody on After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Bill Belichick seems pleased. There might have been a hint of a smile on his face because the Patriots rack up 399 yards of offense in Cleveland course the first place that he started as a head coach in the NFL 17 points off four turnovers and the Patriots were off to the races in the second half able to go three of five in the red zone not seeing a whole lot of resistance from the Cleveland Browns I do not believe there's any type of quarterback controversy (laughs) just like I don't believe it for Dallas I don't believe it for New England But it was a nice day for Bailey Zappi. 24 of 34, over 300 yards, a couple of touchdowns as he's still starting in place of Mac Jones. To be quite honest with you, I'm just, you know, taking advantage of, you know, my opportunity and at practice and wherever it is and, you know, taking it week by week. And once we come back tomorrow, watch the film tomorrow of this game, and then it's really on to the Bears. Because Bill Belichick won't directly answer the question of whether or not Bailey Zappi could take Mac's job, some people want to turn that into a story, right? Belichick won't slam the door on Bailey Zappi taking over as the starting QB. Can I just tell you what I think? He's not going to answer your question because it's stupid. (laughs) We don't have time for that. (laughs) He's not going to answer the question because he doesn't think you should be asking the question. 
Might give you a funky look, though. What do I look like? <laughs> After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Huge day for Ramondre Stevenson. The second year back, 19 carries, 76 yards, and a couple of touchdowns. So he just as critical to this win as Bailey. It's great to always get six points on the board. Uh, what I seen on it, my, my O-line was just working. Uh, and really, it just opened right up for me. I, just, I got straight to the second level and just uh, tried to make a play. So the Patriots end up really scoring at will. 38 points is what they finish with. But it was the other side of the ball, too. And we've seen the Patriots defense play a little bit better recently. Jacoby Brissett throws a pair of interceptions. He also has a fumble. And Nick Chubb stuffed over and over again. When you know that's what the Browns want to do is run Nick Chubb, well, then that's what you focus on. It's not rocket science, but we know Bill Belichick's pretty good at that, taking away an opponent's strength. Chubb is held to just 56 yards. And it's still a long way to go till Deshaun Watson is available. So for now, it's Jacoby Brissett. It's not good enough making bad decisions with the ball. Um, and, and I'll be better from that for sure. Uh, just going back, watch the tape, move on. And uh, yeah. Credit to them. that They, they yeah. kind of do what they do. We just didn't get enough. Uh, just didn't do enough uh, across the board coaching. We just players. We just didn't do enough. I do want to say Miles Garrett, though, he didn't finish the game, uh, actually re-injured that shoulder, apparently the one that he banged up in the car accident. Uh, he became the all-time leader uh, in franchise history in sacks. So he passed the great Clay Matthews, who needs to be in the Hall of Fame, uh, and now Miles is sitting on 62 and a half sacks. So, yes, brand-new franchise leader in career sacks, 62 and a half. And presumably, Miles Garrett still has a lot of years left to be able to add to that number. But it's a record that stood for quite a while. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio, Bob Sosi, and Scott Zolak on Patriots Radio. So we're kind of doing this as we work our way through the AFC North. The Browns fall to 2-4. and four. And at home, not only can they not stop the Patriots through the error on the ground, but they also can't seem to generate any type of offense or really extended drives. Flashes here or there, but not what we're used to with them when they give the ball to Nick Chubb who actually only had a dozen carries, and Kareem Hunt only had a handful himself. So it was the best of times and the worst of times for the AFC North this weekend. Ravens cough up another lead in the fourth quarter. The Browns fall at home, but the Steelers scrape together, scratch, fight, claw for a win against the visiting Buccaneers in Pittsburgh and the Bengals on the road in New Orleans. And it was a return to Louisiana, a lot made of this, for LSU stars or former LSU stars like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I'm sure it was a lot of fun for them to be back in Louisiana. I heard someone mention that Joe Burrow might just want to take up residence inside the Superdome. I'm sure the Saints wouldn't mind that at all. No problem. We'll just give you a suite, an office. You can keep a second home here. <laughs> but actually, Cincinnati did not start out in a good groove. There was a muffed punt early, and Andy Dalton is able to find Traquan Smith for 18 yards. And actually, this is interesting. If you follow the flow of this game, New Orleans never gave up the lead until the very late stages. They managed to stay just in front of the Bengals, though... 
they were not capitalizing on their opportunities. Actually, the Saints at home on their own field with their own fans only had four field goals after early second quarter. So about a, a, just about a quarter in, they seemingly could not get into the end zone. And so they were using the field goals to stay out in front, but the Bengals were coming. So Joe Burrow has a 19-yard rushing touchdown. Jamar Chase then gets into the end zone. A little bit extra juice there. So they're keeping the Bengals close. Within two points, trailing 26-24, the Saints go three and out. And that's just a recipe for disaster late in a game because your defense is already tired, having to try to keep track of the Bengals and all of their offensive weapons, right? And then you go three and out and force your defense to go back out there on the field and come up with a big stand against an offense like this one. So the ball is Cincinnati's with just over two minutes to go. Really... (laughs) It only required one snap. And whether or not this is about the defense being tired, I certainly know there was at least one missed tackle. Burrow in the gun, Mixon to his left. Joe drops back to throw. His pass, caught by Chase at the 50, runs through an arm tackle. Down the sideline. He's going to take it to the house. Jamar Chase, a 60-yard touchdown. And the Bengals have the lead with 1.57 to go. Dan Horde and Dave Lapham, I've listened to their broadcasts throughout games, not just at the end when something dramatic is happening. They are just as much fun the entire time. Bam! Bam! <laughs> bam! <laughs> one snap and a 60-yard catch and run by Jamar. He breaks one tackle and he's able to scoot up the sideline past, again, potentially a tired defender who'd been working his arse off in the second half. And Burrow really is relentless, even when he's facing a a lot of pressure. And it seemed like the offensive line was giving him more action than it had over the last couple of games. He still has 300 yards, three touchdowns. He also goes into the end zone with his feet. Jamar Chase, well over 100 yards. Ultimately, even though it took them a little longer to get warmed up, they were... In the red zone, lethal. And the fact that the Bengals are so comfortable there, at least some of their offensive leaders are so comfortable there, is a big deal. So, yeah, special for Burrow and Jamar Chase to get that win in Louisiana. Today was just a great day. We had to fight back from adversity all day. Defense got a stop when we needed to. Offensive line played great. You know, we got the ball out quickly. Great fans. You know, it was great to come back and, and you know, experience the, the atmosphere of a football game in Louisiana. Oh, in Louisiana. Woo. So the I wasn't expecting that. So the Bengals go three for three in the red zone, which is the exact opposite of the Saints. Man, even one of those field goals being a touchdown uh, might have changed things. But for Andy Dalton, for head coach Dennis Allen, going one for five in the red zone is not going to get it done against a potent offense like Cincinnati's. We were one for five down there. And oh, yeah, when that. you're kicking field goals instead of scoring touchdowns, that, I mean, that, that was the, the difference in the game for sure. We had some opportunities to, to get off the field on third down in the red zone. We didn't do that. Um, and, and we didn't score enough touchdowns in the red zone. And that, that, therein lies the difference in the game. It's up and down. It's up and down. It's back and forth. Uh, Jameis Winston was actually on the field before the game with his teammates. He was dressed. Uh, wasn't expected to play, but at least was 
active, activated, I should say. Uh, and so the Saints are thinking that he is likely to return soon. Uh, remember, he's been come, trying to come back from that ACL, but also had some back issues too. Uh, Dak Prescott is expected to return in week number seven, or at least that's what he's indicated, that he should be back in week number seven for the Cowboys. And we know that Tua will be returning in week number seven. So three starting quarterbacks that could come back to try to infuse some life and leadership uh, into their teams, into their offenses. We've got plenty of misery to go around, uh, but we've given you four options in a poll, and we allow you to sprout and spring from there. It's a springboard, if you will. So the poll is up on Twitter, A-Law Radio, or on our show Twitter. Which team should be the most miserable and mortified on this Monday? Uh, and it's also on our Facebook page. And lots of you weighing in with your good, your bad, and your ugly. And yes, baseball counts too. Packers, they qualify for all of that, really. Uh, Packers and the Jets. Are the Jets now a juggernaut? Am I going to use the hashtag juggernaut Jets? No, probably not anytime soon. But man, they've also seen a drastic turnaround in year two with Robert Sala. So we'll get to that in the Packers misery coming up. It's just a lot happening. I want to get to baseball. Of course, want to get to... Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Tennessee, Knoxville, just they're probably still cleaning up. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. An end around to Braxton Berrios on first down. Gets a block at the 20, left sideline 15, at the 10, at the goal line. He's in. Jet touchdown! Right back there on the second And the Jets blocked the punt! It's down on the (laughs) ground! And it's scooped up! Parks heads towards the end zone! Touchdown! It looked like Michael Clemens came through and blocked the punt! Will Parks with a scoop and score! And the Jets add to their lead! Counter handoff, up the middle goes Breesaw! He's at the 30, at the 25-20, right side 15, 10, 5, touchdown! A little counter inside handoff to Brees Hall, who finds some Jet fans in the crowd and does a Jets Lambo leap. The Jets answer right back with a touchdown. It's a football feeding frenzy. After Hours with Amy Lawrence. If you need any further evidence that this NFL season is so largely upside down, The Jets just won at Lambeau, and they've won three in a row on the road, and it wasn't even close. Oh, my gosh. It wasn't even close, you guys. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. This was a brutal first half when it comes to offense, both sides. Okay, so plenty of brutal first half offense to go around. Three to three was your score at halftime. Again, no making fun of Thursday night football and saying that we shouldn't be playing on Thursday nights because it's a short work week. Um, what are the Jets and Packers excuses? (laughs) Three to three at halftime. 
I actually texted producer Jay and was like, I'm going outside to water my lawn. But you know what's really funny, Jay? So I live in New Jersey where, of course, there are plenty of Jets and Giants fans. I had my windows open because it was in the mid-60s. Really nice day. And every single time the Jets do anything noteworthy on either offense or defense, there is a man... I can hear him yelling, but mostly it's the clapping. It's the loudest clapping I've ever heard. I I don't know if he was banging like pieces of wood together, but he was like clapping so loudly and then yelling, right? So like, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's a good thing my dog can't hear because she'd be really upset about this. Yeah. So he was watching outside probably because his wife told him get, I know, I know which neighbor it was. Uh, He's got a German shepherd too, man, that German shepherd. He does the same kind of thing. Anyway, uh, he was probably outside because his wife didn't want him in the house and because they have a little daughter who would have been scared half to death, right? So he's outside watching the game. Like, everything the Jets do, like clapping his wood together. You haven't had much time to cheer over the last few years. He's been keeping it all in. That's just years of finally getting out. That's true. But in the first half, the only thing you could cheer for was defense because New York was 0 for 7 on third down and had 80 total yards. However, the Packers had done nothing in front of their own crowd. Green Bay had a missed field goal. They had a Rodgers fumble, Aaron Rodgers fumble. And then late in the third quarter, you hear New York blocks that punt. Funny, right? Because they're having a conversation, blah, blah. And then New York blocks the punt. <laughs> you got to be careful when you're having a conversation and telling stories in football. Right back there with and the Jets <laughs> the punt. Bob was shoesing on uh, Jets radio. So Will Park scoops and scores. It's a 20-yard variety. And then Brees Hall really does the rest. It's not like Zach Wilson was killing it. The, the, the passing attack was, I don't want to say it was non-existent, but it was pretty close. However, they could not, Packers could not stop Brees Hall. Uh, had a 34-yard touchdown early in the fourth quarter that gave them a 14-point lead. Are you kidding me? This is at Lambeau Field. And then after New York tacks on another field goal, Jordan Love actually replaced Aaron Rodgers uh, because he was still dealing with the thumb. And, of course, there were a couple of moments where the announcers noted well, maybe it's his his inability to grip the way he's used to that caused that ball to sail, yada, yada, yada. So uh, they pulled him out of the game to just kind of give him a break. Or I don't know, it kind of felt to me like it was pulling a hockey goalie uh, because he's getting embarrassed out there on the field. New York runs for 179 yards, and Brees Hall has the majority of those. Uh, Meanwhile, Green Bay completely abandons the run. And Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if he was referring to the run, but I'm thinking that this is – Kind of what it means when you just go back to basics. I'm not uh, not attacking anything. I just think that based on how we've played the last two weeks, I think it's going to be in our best interest to simplify things uh, for everybody, for the line, for the backs, for the receivers, um, especially with Cobby's injury. Um, just simplify some things, and, and uh, maybe that'll help us get back on track. Interesting because he was asked about whether or not this was a disaster, whether or not uh, the, the team is wobbling and it's belief and it's faith. Um, and I, I don't know. It's a strange question to ask, but Aaron answered it. we got to be realistic about where we're at. We've played a couple uh, subpar games the last two, so we got to play better. But uh, wobbly, <laughs> only if people are breaking rank. You know, I think it'll be interesting to look at the comments uh, from all of our guys and coaches 
and hopefully we stick together. That's the important thing. But until I see us breaking ranks, I'm not going to say there's any wobbliness going on. <laughs> Somebody must have used that word to ask the question of Aaron. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. So the Packers fall to 3-3. Three and three. We're going to get to the Vikings coming up because they are, in fact, in first place in the NFC North. Uh, meanwhile, that Jets defense was fierce, allowing just the 60 rushing yards. Green Bay's only 25% on third down. Aaron gets Sacked four times, gets hit a bunch of other times, and Quinnen Williams was in the center of everything. I think we were just coming in and doing our job, playing football on Sunday. Uh, um, I think uh, as a unit, as a team, especially on defense, our biggest thing was just executing and communicating. Uh, week in and week out, we, that we always preach. Yeah, so for the Green Bay Packers, you're going the wrong way. Along with the Buccaneers, maybe even the Cardinals too, though I'm not sure I had too much faith in them despite the money that they're paying to uh, to Kyler Murray. These two offenses, it's befuddling. Uh, and these are two of the teams in our Mortified, Mortified on Monday poll. So check it out on Whoa, Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> yeah, no more joking, huh? Meanwhile, they're looking up at the Vikings, who are now 5-1. and one. And this was an interesting game against the Dolphins, who lost Skylar Thompson to a thumb injury early in the second quarter. So... I didn't even know Teddy Bridgewater was active. And back on the field he comes. I had never heard that Bridgewater was out of concussion protocol, even though he never had concussion symptoms. But th- this was the craziest thing, because Skyler's out and onto the field comes Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, and it was a slower start for the Vikings as well. But Minnesota goes up 16-3 on an Adam Thielen touchdown grab. Believe it or not, someone at my church on Sunday was wearing a Thielen jersey. No joke, a bright purple Adam Thielen jersey in northern New Jersey at church. Yeah, no, it was very random. I didn't say anything, but anyway. So so there's a a Teddy Bridgewater touchdown to Mike Gisecki, so he was able to, to find his groove a little bit. Um, but there's a Jalen Waddle fumble that gives the Vikings a short field, and then Dalvin Cook goes 53 yards for the score. And once Bridgewater throws a final interception, that was all she wrote for the Vikings. So they had to fight back in this game, but it's impressive, too. Flying under the radar, really, are the Vikings in Kevin O'Connell's first season. To come here and have that kind of resiliency and fight, uh, played a lot of snaps on defense. Special teams got back to who they really are. And offensively, uh, not our best performance. Way too much of a struggle today. But to find a way to score some points to help our team win, um, I think it speaks to the mental toughness of those guys in that locker room. Um, we can do a lot of things as coaches better to help our guys. Uh, but I'm really, really proud to be 5-1 and one right now. Tough loss today. Um, you know, we can't get that one back. But uh, we can get the next one. Just got to um, get our minds right. Learn from today, come to work tomorrow, watch the tape, see what we did well, see what we didn't do so well, uh, correct those things so that um, we could turn this thing around. Um, great being back out there on the field uh, for the home fans. Um, obviously, we like to win uh, to uh, just give them something more to cheer about, but um, it's unfortunate today, especially even you know some of the things that happened today. But um, it's a tough team, man, a team that just faces adversity uh, and embraces it. So Skylar Thompson was making his first career start. He suffers a thumb injury, and Teddy Bridgewater comes back on the field. Now, Mike McDaniels said we can't use our quarterback situation as an excuse, and Tua is set to start in week seven. But I don't get it. Why is Skylar out there when Teddy's available? Or 
who knows? Anyway, the Dolphins are obviously in a slump now as well, going backwards. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 